Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Happy Monday. Thank you for making us a part of it. Jake Scott broadcasting from our Vivint Smart Home Arena studios. Austin Horton across the glass from me. And joining us now, safely social distancing from Casa de Monson. The one, the only, the refreshed, Gordon Monson. Hello, Gordon. You know, I'm thinking, Jake, uh, what do I not have in my wardrobe that I I need? What do I not have that I need? I've been thinking about this. And I think I might get one of those T-shirts with the dog face on the front or something, you know, that makes it look like it's three-dimensional or whatever. <laughs> what? This is this is the strangest way we've ever started the show. <laughs> And I have, have you, I have, have no idea those? what you're talking about. Oh, and and did the gardener plant peyote this year? I mean, what what's <laughs> what's going on? We're talking about three dimensional dog shirts right you, off you the. You haven't even said, "Hey, uh, uh, I'm doing fine. Good weekend." I mean, we're going right <laughs> into the dog shirt. My wife said that she saw you at the grocery store on Saturday, and she said you were wearing a tie-dyed T-shirt. I was. Now, is it is it the same tie-dyed T-shirt that I have? No, this was a different one. I uh, okay. I know this will come as a surprise to you, but I have I have many tie-dyed <laughs> T-shirts. <laughs> I was also wearing my tie-dyed bucket cap that you uh, you uh, hate so much. Do I hate that one? Uh, did we do a whole show on how yes. you thought I looked ridiculous? And he was right. <laughs> Not that you should care. Oh, no, no, right yeah. We, okay, all right, all right, all right. I did all bump right. into your wife, though, at the store, of course, from a safe distance. So you didn't literally bump into her. No, I, I did feel... saw her. I did feel bad because I was that guy, like, chatting her ear off while the, the person at the check stand was waiting. And, and Lisa was too nice to tell me, like, hey, I, I'm kind of doing something here, so you need to move along. <laughs> like, I finally noticed. I was like, oh, they're waiting on me. Yeah, yeah, I'm chatting your ear off. Sorry about that. I'm out of here. There's probably not the time or place to, you know, chat your ear off. But, yes, I did, I did run into Lisa. It was great to see her. And yeah, she said she, said, uh, she saw you. She didn't say it was great, but she said she did see you. Wait, what Ouch, was that and, supposed to mean? Well, I, I, I'm just she didn't she didn't characterize it that way. She said, "Hey, I saw Jake." She didn't say, "Oh, it was great seeing Jake." <laughs> then did how she did, say, how did she say great? I saw Jake. <laughs> yeah, how did she characterize it then? <laughs> she said she saw uh, saw you saw you in a tie dyed T shirt. And you were you were buying uh, 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 you were buying 
uh, beer, uh, cigarettes, and uh, and uh, what else was in there? Some sort of girly magazine or something. I did not buy cigarettes nor a, a girly magazine. <laughs> I do think I bought beer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, you haven't Lisa seen it. Lisa likes seen... it when I twerk in a Speedo. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't she? Whoa. <laughs> Easy. Oh, man. So you haven't seen those T-shirts that have the dog face on the front? No, no. Austin, oh. do you have any idea what he's talking about? Never. I have You've no never clue. Seen like the dog's playing poker? No, just a, a big old face of a dog with his tongue hanging out and his eyes and, and his nose. And it's 3D? Well, it's... Like it, an it's eye just, optical illusion? When you're looking at it from straight on, uh, they look. it looks like a, a dog, uh, but... Anyway, I, I think I need one of those in my uh, fast collection. Oh, I, I think I, I see what you're getting at. I just uh, Googled 3D dog shirts. Have you seen anything? <laughs> now that's in your history. No, <laughs> and, no, I really actually think you need to get one of these. Don't, don't, no, I, I think I'm, that, I'm right on board with you. So maybe, what do you maybe, get the maybe, guy who has everything, a 3D dog yes. shirt? <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll show Dawson. Hang on. <laughs> I'm thinking Jake, maybe Jake's not. walking across the studio yeah. to the glass okay. window here, right. and uh, oh, so the whole shirt looks like a dog. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. Yeah. In fact, if anyone could pull one off, it's Gordo. <laughs> now, what breed of dog is the question? Can we vote <laughs> Again, on the breed? I, I, I'm not sure. Though I, I just called it up myself, and there's uh, I think there's a lab. Uh, a, a yellow and a, and a black lab. I, I want a, a Shih Tzu, but the kind that has the long hair, so they hold it up with a little ponytail. That's what I want to see you wear. I see. <laughs> I I want to see Gordon Those aren't get Shih Tzus, one. Shih I don't think. Of I course they are. Oh, yeah, they are. What, yeah. I I want to see Gordon get one that's like a mangy mutt. You know, one eye, half its ear gone from like, the Sarah geez. McLaughlin commercial. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not one of these pristine show dogs. <laughs> But, you know, a dog yeah, that's lived a little. A you know? one you can smell through the T-shirt. <laughs> right. Maybe I should get, uh, what What kind of dog would you get, Jake? I, I don't know. Again, dogs are. are St. Bernard, a big, maybe? I'm not a huge fan of dogs these days. I, I have a neighbor whose who's dog is, is just barking loudly at all hours of the night. So, so I, you're I, anti-dog? I I, see, I like dogs, but at the moment, the the dogs are. Yeah, but just because one bad apple don't spoil a whole bunch. It's been several recent dog encounters that that have me. <laughs> oh, the one that knocked your child over. Yeah, was that, that one? and then ruined the kite and the the barking dog. I just <laughs> that's three strikes. <laughs> that's three strikes, and, and dogs just are my favorite. Again, I I like dogs. My my parents have had several dogs that I love dearly, uh, but I think Sadie at the moment wants a puppy. Oh no 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 no. No, uh-uh. <laughs> absolutely not. Anyway, I'm thinking about getting one of these dog T-shirts, and I think maybe you and Austin should get one. Don't you too. have like 12 dogs living at your house at the moment? We have two, and, and yeah, I would. Two. I would think you'd be put off of dogs too. <laughs> yeah, but these dog shirts are pretty. Cool. What? What? what uh, no, they're not cool. Austin, you think I should they're get a Shih Tzu? Cool. Yeah, something. Something that. Uh, yeah, I don't want anything uh, overly aggressive. I want something a little docile. So, Ixnay on the Doberman? Yeah, yeah, not. How about a, a Chihuahua? That's a, that's a handsome looking Chihuahua on this shirt. Where, Do you think if I did get the Shih Tzu, that, that when people saw me, they'd say, oh, Shih Tzu? Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. I, it's only I Monday. You know. oh, it's only the gosh. first segment on Monday. I'm suing this shirt company. <laughs> okay, so what uh, what item? I want all of our listeners right now to think about this before we actually talk about sports. Uh, 
what item, what one item do you not have that you need to make your wardrobe more complete? Uh, I, I have an answer. Um, I, I think, uh, no, 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 some sort of giant diamond. That's what I'm missing. A diamond? Yeah, like like some, like something that uh, pro athletes wear that's worth like at least half a million dollars. I need well, that. Yeah, but that's, that's not an article of clothing. Sure it is. It is? That's more an accoutrement, isn't it? An accessory? So if you could, could pick me something up, <laughs> Gordon, half a million or more, that'd be great. A, a, an article of clothing that you don't have, Jake. It's not that complicated. Kinda, I, you, you know what? I, I wish I had a tuxedo. Huh. Okay. How often would you wear a tux? I don't know. But I, I feel like I'd go to more black tie events if I had a tuxedo. Like maybe I'd get invited more. Well, <laughs> if you had one? And I like weddings, so, you know. Uh, you do. You do. Austin, how about you? I've owned a tuxedo uh, myself, and uh, it was a great purchase. We yeah. got it when I was in high school. All the dances you have to go to, weddings, oh, yeah. and after that, I wore good. it for several years. Yeah, you're good. By used, lightly used. Get it cleaned that way. Then you're not spending five grand. But uh, I-, I think I could go with an eyebrow piercing. I think would look well in my wardrobe. <laughs> Those aren't clothes. You didn't? Did you specify clothes? Yes, you just I said, said something in your wardrobe, clothing. and I think an eyebrow piercing counts. <laughs> Yeah, come on. It's well within my right. I think you know what you, your wardrobe needs, Gordon, is uh, some sort of snazzy tattoo. A face tattoo. Yeah. A neck tattoo. A neck that's, tat. that's not an article of clothing. It's not in the wardrobe. A tat? Uh, no. You, you defined wardrobe how in about, a, how about a How about a mesh t-shirt? Just, just a mesh t-shirt. Um, no, that's I don't know. That's uh, that, not for me. How about for you? Sure, Maybe for you. And no one, yeah. would, no one, no one would ever forget me. You know what? Jake I needs? would pay you good know what, money you know to see Gordon walk the neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> in a mesh T-shirt. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Jake needs us, and he needs an ascot. Okay. Okay. Sure. I could well, see Jake, especially yeah, with yeah. those cardigans he wears. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get into it, and then his is your middle initial A, Jake A. Scott, Jake Ascott. That'd work. That would work. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I don't know how we got onto this topic, but uh, what does your wardrobe need? It's because you yeah. went to the grocery store over the weekend. That's my fault. And my wife saw you in a tie dye shirt, and she didn't like it. I did wear a tie dye shirt. You you know what? Our our family spent most of Saturday outside. We were planting flowers. Uh, playing in the yard, ended up cooking outside, ended up eating dinner outside. It was amazing. It was a really great day. Oh, good. It's good to get outside. Felt the, the weather was perfect. It was awesome. That weather was nice on Saturday. That was good living weather, you know? Yeah, it, it was awesome. We had, a, we had a great day. I almost took a six-mile walk yesterday. Six? Why? That's randomly specific. Uh, we were going to just, uh, <laughs> well, I didn't know it was six until after I decided not to do it and then later looked up how far it would have been and went, no, I'm glad I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we did I go on three walks, but not six miles. You know, you know what I did Saturday? I, I, rode my, I rode my bike three different times. Three different times. Like your stationary I bike there in the den? Or? Your Ducati? No. What are we talking no, about? No, my, my, well, it's a... It's a bike. I call it a bike, but it's really an e-bike. Uh, so it gives you an extra boost of power there. It makes me feel like I'm 18 again. 
<laughs> where'd you uh, Where'd you go? Did you go tooling up the canyon? What'd you do? Just around that neighborhood. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I knew that was coming. I figure anything that makes me feel like I'm 18 again is probably worth the purchase. Sure, sure. It does, you know, because I'm going up a hill. I'm just buzzing right up the hill. And uh, on, on my particular e-bike, I have three different levels of power, If I, uh, depending upon how much of a boost I want. Mm-hmm. If I want the full boost, I go for three. If I want uh, just a little boost, I go for one. If I don't want it at all, I just turn it off. What if you want medium boost? Then what? Then I do the two. Ah, okay. You know, it gives you different choices, and uh, it it really is fun. It, it makes the more laborious parts of getting up a hill, say, uh, enjoyable. Well, Hi, I'm Gordon Monson, and when I go biking. <laughs> Will you do us a favor and send us a picture of you in your helmet? Uh, because I, I don't I, think I I've ever to... seen Gordon Monson with a helmet on. I'd, I'd I, like to I, see what that looks like. I hate to admit, but I didn't wear one. Hey, hey. That's a, that's against the law. We need you around, buddy. You need to pick yourself up a helmet. Well, I wasn't like I was going five ten miles an hour. It wasn't like I was buzzing around. It takes like three inches of water to drown, and it takes two mile an hour to be killed. So get a helmet on. Yeah, wear a helmet, Gordo. Yeah, you, you, I'll pick one up for you. I'll well, bring, I always wear a helmet when I get on a motorcycle, but I I was just going slow, so I I didn't uh, I didn't do that. But uh, anyway. Uh, that's probably. Well, a good I'm, idea. I feel bad that I broached the subject, but we need to get you. Uh, we need to get you a helmet. You need to pick well, we, out your I own ha- helmet ha- before Jake picks it out yeah. for you. Well, I have a. I have a helmet. I just didn't put it on. That doesn't but sound like a lieutenant of the safety patrol. To that me. does not to me either. <laughs> and that was not very reassuring. But, Why are you not wearing going, your helmet? Because I was going very slow. That's not I, a good. Just, when uh, if your one of your daughters when they were kids were to give you that excuse. You would you would not uh, you would not uh, approve. Probably not. All right. Another one of these do as I say type of things. I I think you bring up a great uh, a great point about the safety patrol. You know what safety patrol you would not approve. Yeah, I, I mean I'm I'm fairly safety oriented um, because uh, life has taught me that that's a good idea. But for some reason, when I just am going around the neighborhood real slow on the bike, it's not like I'm buzzing down a hill or anything like that. I mean, I, when you pick up speed like that, you better have you better have protection. When but, you took that oath, was there anything in there that said, as long as I'm not going over three miles an hour? <laughs> no. It was a life oath. <laughs> what, for the safety patrol? Yeah, man. Take it seriously. We're not mad, Gordon. We're just disappointed. That's all. I expect better. <laughs> yeah, I, I do forgotten. expect better. I forgot my roots. Oh, well. well just, you know. I'll, that, I'll, you I'll know, pick you whole, something up. I'll that pick whole you something safety, up. That whole safety patrol was more a popularity contest than it was, you know, who was really being conscientious. <laughs> do you score it like golf? The lower the rating, the better? Or? <laughs> I got elected. What can I tell you? I'm not going to apologize. Yeah, the teachers voted. No. Although I did get, uh, I think I might have mentioned this to you before, but I, I did get uh, in, uh, what was it, I think what, it was a fourth grade, I think I got the award for the student that tries the hardest. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> they said, this is the way they couched it, they said, this isn't uh, necessarily to the straight A student, 
this isn't to the student who is uh, the most ambitious. This is to the student that uh, tries real hard. It's getting harder and harder to tell people I know you. I don't know. <laughs> and, and is that an award that they made up uh, for the student who tells them all the bad things that the other students are doing? Is that the, the award? Is that the award for their eyes and ears amongst the student population? No, it's the award for the poor sap that isn't very bright that, uh, that just shows up. Yeah, <laughs> just, just. But they, the way the they, they, it was the last award they gave out, and they built it up like it was the most important award of all. And I, I remember that to this day. So it must have made an impact on me. And then later on, I started slacking off, and I never would have won that award, but I did in the, in, the, in grammar school. All right, uh, coming up next, we'll get into the latest couple of episodes of the the Last Dance. As uh, Gordon, I've got opinions on it. The, there was a bunch of stuff in there that is certainly worthwhile of discussion. Uh, we'll yes. Be, we'll and one, one that's becoming more and more gratingly obvious. I think it, it's been obvious for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. You were all over it. You were all over it from the beginning. But there's one thing. There's one thing in that whole docu-series that is just driving me crazy. All right, we'll get to it coming up next. Stay tuned. Want to remind you, a clean home is a healthy home, and Zero Res is cleaning carpets right now for just $25 a room. The lowest prices to help out as many people as possible, $25 per room available while space is available, so make sure and call Zero Res for details and restrictions. All right, more coming up next. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone Band of the Day. Today is the Monkees, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Any particular inspiration for today's selection, Gordon? No. <laughs> Just going to leave it at that? No. All right. Well, it's sure. the Monkees, man. Come on. It's just sort of one of those nostalgic things. I remember as a, when I was younger watching the Monkees TV show, and I, I was gullible enough at that time to think they were actually playing their intr- instruments and that they really were a band. But uh, I guess that has since been uh, dispelled, has it not? No, nah, Peter Tork was really playing. Davey, oh, was he the only yeah. one? And Davy Jones was really singing. <laughs> I don't know about Mickey Dolan's and Nesmith, but uh, I remember watching that show, and the, the Monkees were very popular at that time amongst uh, my age group. They're better than uh, the Beatles, yeah. Better performers, anyway. I love that's when funny. they cover the Beatles. That's funny that you say that because at one point when they first came out and the show was so popular and whatnot, uh, I said to uh, my friends dad that i thought they might be uh, as good as the beatles and he was took great offense at that and told us that uh we didn't know what we were talking about and we didn't uh and i since came to realize that it didn't take me long before i snapped back into shape hmm. uh should we get to the split <laughs> story of the day should we talk a little sports what do you think yeah all right not? austin two guys two topics 
Two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. Michael refuses to do a commercial to support Harvey Gantt. And the statement that emerges, Republicans buy Nikes too, sounds as though Michael is saying my personal wealth is more important than my politics as it pertains to the issue of race. I don't think that statement needs to be corrected because I said it in just, you know, on a bus with, you know, with Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen and it was, you know, thrown off the cuff. My mother asked to do a PSA for Harvey Gantt and I said, look, mom, I'm not speaking out of pocket about someone I don't know, but I will send a contribution to support it, which is what I did. Everybody in the world respects Muhammad Ali. You know why? Because he stood for something. He stood for something even if it meant sacrificing a payday. We respect that. Ultimately, Michael Jordan may be forgotten. Muhammad Ali won't be forgotten. It's never going to be enough for everybody. I know that. I realize that, you know, because everybody has a preconceived idea in terms of what they think I should do and what I shouldn't do. The way that I go about my life is I set examples. And if it inspires you, great. You know, I will continue to do that. If it doesn't, then maybe I'm not the person that you should be following. All right. The uh, Last Dance episodes. What is it, Gordon? Uh, was it five and six? Yes. Uh, last night on ESPN covered a lot of ground. That was the Republicans buy sneakers angle. And uh, we can get into that because I, I thought that was really interesting. They uh, they talked about his journey through the shoe world. Uh, they they hit on a lot of stuff. The, the finals against Portland, the finals against Phoenix. Um, where do you want to start with all this, Gordon? Because there, there is a lot to uh, digest. Well, since we just heard that bite about uh, about how Jordan wasn't uh, taking a stand in that particular election there in North Carolina, uh, and uh, obviously a liberal African-American candidate for the Senate versus Jesse Helms, who who was Jesse Helms? You know, what more can I mean? He was he was probably seen as. Uh, conservative and some have called him racist anyway uh why didn't jordan jump into things like that more uh do you think an athlete should be criticized for not uh, participating in that kind of discussion jake because these days seems like athletes left and right jump into those kinds of discussions and are sometimes criticized for doing so uh, in this case, some folks are criticizing Jordan for staying out of it. I think he, uh, I have got no problem with it whatsoever. Why should somebody have to be an activist? Yeah. I mean, that that just because you have that microphone doesn't require it of you to express one political ideal or another. Now, I'm I'm perfectly I'm absolutely in favor of people expressing themselves if they choose to do so. But if Michael Jordan didn't want to be an activist, I am totally fine with that. And he, you know, his his uh, evolution of a marketable athlete changed the lives of generations of athletes to come. So, I mean, you, you know, you can look at did Michael Jordan have an impact in one way or another? I think he should be allowed to pick and choose where he wants to to have an impact if he wants to have an impact. I've got zero issue with that whatsoever. But I also I don't agree. have an issue with with Colin Kaepernick kneeling if he chooses to do so. I've, I don't. 
I mean, you yeah. should be able to express yourself because this is America. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And one thing that is really coming clear in this series to me is how what the, the demands were on this on this guy's attention. I mean, as a member of the media who was on the other side of the microphone, on the other side of the interviews, I remember standing there talking to Michael Jordan, asking him questions. I remember it clearly. And so I was on the other side of it, Jake. But the demands on his time were remarkable. And for him to carry that kind of uh, heavy load, really, which he was doing, and then going out and performing the way he was on the court is is remarkable. I mean, you saw the scenes where he was hiding out in his hotel room away from everybody, and the second he leaves that hotel room, he's he's either uh, approached or surrounded by people who want his attention, who want his glance, who want him to say hi, who want him to pose for a picture, who want him to sign an autograph, just nonstop. And so if he doesn't, if he wants to take a break from that because he doesn't feel like he was educated enough to know everything that he wanted to know in order to speak out, I I agree with you completely. I don't have a problem with that aspect of the way he did it. Now, some people said he did it because he didn't want to create controversy because he wanted to make more money. Now, I guess that's his choice as well, is it not? It is 100% his choice. I laughed out loud when I heard that one guy say uh, Muhammad Ali will not be forgotten and Michael Jordan will be forgotten. Come on. Michael Jordan's not going to be forgotten. I, that, I mean, for him to say that is pure ignorance. Well, I mean, what were Babe Ruth's politics? Yeah. Is anybody forgetting about him anytime soon? Well, and when did this happen? Wasn't this early-ish in Jordan's NBA career? 1990. So, and this guy made that comment then, not now. Right. So, I don't know. But he's wrong. He's dead wrong. But anyway. Yeah. So, I, I don't have a big problem with that. What I do have a problem with is what is becoming more and more evident to me as this thing rolls forward. And it was so we knew, we, we kind of knew it was going to be that way, but it is so very clear now that this thing is completely controlled by Michael Jordan. Oh, and yeah. he, he, he's being asked to speak about certain aspects of his life that he probably, well, there's no probably, that he would like to avoid. But he is commenting on them nonetheless, but not to the degree that really it needs. There needs to be more of the story told when it comes to his gambling, when it comes to other aspects. And they haven't gotten to his father's murder yet. But uh, these are things that that I think should be explored. And it's what what this is starting. And I'm enjoying the series. I mean, I do like it. It's entertaining. But it's just not the whole story. When I read documentarians like uh, Ken Burns, they're saying he's not even watching it because the thing is slanted from the get-go because of Jordan's control of the project. Uh, th- that speaks loudly. I mean, Ken Burns, I, I think he's, uh, he's proven that he's, uh, he's a pretty uh, uh, decent documentary uh, filmmaker. Uh, so I, that, that, that is creeping up on me. Well, I mean, it, it's it's a celebration of Michael Jordan. We talked about it at the beginning, and they're going to sprinkle in little tidbits uh, to to really make it fascinating. But it's it's 
I mean, it's not really a fair and balanced look at Michael Jordan, uh, and it's it's entertainment. I mean, it, it, you know, I I was talking to Austin about this before the uh, the show started. There's a difference between reading a biography and an autobiography. And whenever we read a, an autobiography, we we process it through that lens, right? I I told Austin one of the more fascinating autobiographies that I've ever read is The Dirt. Um, and it's the autobiography of Motley Crue. But what makes it interesting is they all write separately. And so they tell the story from, you know, uh, different perspectives and different things are included and different things are excluded. And people, it, you know, it, it was a really fascinating way to read a, read a book. But that, sounds what, like, uh, that sounds like Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Yeah, a little bit. But this is I mean, this is Michael Jordan telling his, his own story. And that's yeah. that's that's the truth of it. And I, you know, I I don't think we'll ever because he is such a a mogul when it comes to marketing. I don't think we'll ever find out the true story of Michael yeah, Jordan. I just I, don't. I agree with that. And think about. Uh, let me give you one example of of uh, of what we're talking about here. Uh, we're essentially the series is going through a hit list of people who Jordan uh, wants to criticize. <laughs> yep. And and you know, ask that, Isaiah Thomas. And I'm not saying that these guys are innocent or that they shouldn't be criticized to some extent. That stunt that Isaiah pulled with the Pistons when they walk off the court and don't shake hands, all that—it's just stupid. But Jordan is uh, kind of like his Hall of Fame speech. He's exacting his revenge in this documentary in a fairly serious. Jerry Krause. I mean, Jerry Krause. Wait, he passed away a couple of years ago, didn't he? Yep, 2017. He, He's got no, he's got no, uh, he can't answer to these things. Oh, he gets creamed in in every episode. No, this, this document, uh, documentary, if you want to call it that, uh, is exactly like that Hall of Fame speech, but bigger. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's the most, I guess we'll learn about Michael Jordan's personality is the tone that this is taking where, yeah, he, he, it, it shows how. I mean, for lack of a better word, how petty he is and how that's driven him throughout his entire career, even right to inventing stuff. Clyde Drexler had the gall to yeah. <laughs> mention himself as one of the best players in the NBA. And Michael Jordan took offense saying, oh, you're not on my level, pal. And so I'm going to go out there and whoop you. And it, that part is fascinating and that, that he holds on to the uh, Isaiah Thomas stuff. and that Tony from, Kukoc. Yeah, poor Tony Kukoc. He, he, all he did was get drafted by Jer- Jerry Krause, <laughs> thought he was good. And so he uh, he ended up getting just uh, pummeled in, in an Olympic game because uh, it, they found out that Jerry Krause likes to watch him play. You know, I mean, like, like that is crazy. That is crazy. Mm. Yeah, so, so the thing is being twisted. Even though, you know, Jordan... His greatness on the court is such that almost anything he says is somewhat interesting. And there is this mystique about him. There is this aura around him. And and I want to hear what he has to say. And so I'm enjoying that part of it. But I also want to hear what other people have to say about what really took place. And, yeah, they included Sam Smith. And I really like Sam. He's, he's a, a terrific guy, in my opinion in my interactions with him and his book, uh, Jordan Rules and all that. But uh, and that that's good. But there are so many other people who could have commented on these things 
And instead, we get Justin Timberlake saying he had to have himself some Jordans. Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. I do think that that was the most interesting part of the two episodes we saw last night is the origin, the the shoe story, where how he ended up at Nike. um, Basically, his parents told him he had to go take that meeting with Nike because he wanted to go to Adidas. And Adidas told him, uh, hey, you you know, you can wear our shoes, but we're not going to make one for you. And David Falk viewed Michael Jordan as he was going to market him like he was an individual star. Like, who did they mention? You know, Jimmy Connors, uh, the, these tennis stars. Mm-hmm. And um, that uh, Arthur Ashe, yeah, exactly, where they were going to make it, you know, uh, take a team sport athlete and make him an individual superstar. I mean, that that absolutely changed the NBA forever that line of thinking. And was it, uh, who was it? Was it Krauss who they had the quote? Like, you want to market him like a tennis player? What are you talking about? It was Rod Thorne. Or is Rod Thorne. You're right. It was it was Rod Thorne. And it, it turned out to be so incredibly brilliant. And his parents made him go to the Nike meeting and then made him take the deal. I mean, Gordon, if that's uh, if for uh, some poor schmuck at, um, at Adidas, that's that's <laughs> several billion dollar mistake right there. And it only yeah. cost Nike 200 grand. Which That's is Howard White, the, is who's wild. now VP of Jordan Brand, at the time went, we're going to pay him what? A and, rookie who's done nothing? And they wanted to sell 3 million shoes, and they ended up selling, what, 130? 100 plus million. Yeah. 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 In a week. Yeah. Amazing. Incredible. It was a stroke of genius. Stroke of genius by Nike. Yep. I mean, it, 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 that made them so much money. And uh, you're right. Sometimes these decisions that are made, they seem kind of inconsequential, but... In this case, holy cow, whoever made that decision cost his company so much money. And it was uh, it was uh, it was visionary of Nike to be willing to pay the man as much as they did in order to get him to uh, to become a part of their their product. And when you think of I mean, I own Jordans. I I have uh, I've had probably five pair of Jordans through the years. and, but because I don't wear them because Jordan wore them. And that's a whole other interesting discussion. It's kind of like, why do you buy shoes? Why, why is a guy like Michael Jordan so effective in, in, uh, in uh, you know, uh, sort of, uh, uh, what's the word? Advocating the sales of shoes. I mean, I know if I wear Jordans, it doesn't make me like Mike. It doesn't make me anywhere. I can't play like him, like Barkley was saying with his shoe. I can't. It doesn't do anything. I just like the shoes. It, but I probably would have liked them just as much if Adidas had been making them. Well, you, well, would they have made the same shoe if Adidas was making them? I mean, that's that's part of the the brilliance of of Nike in this uh, in this circumstance. But you know, Gordon, it, it gets into a topic that we've discussed, and that's a, a big wide one. It's the personal attachment that people feel with sports and their favorite teams mm-hmm. and their favorite stars, and it's it's not like that in other businesses. So you get these passion sell, uh, sales. Uh, where you know basketball fans watch Michael Jordan. He's, he's a, a living, breathing billboard, and he has maximized that more than any other human, possibly in history. He he. People say, "Wow, did you see that dunk? Or did you see that layup? Or did you see what he did to Dan Marley in the finals?" I mean, you know, it's it's why these shoe companies are spending billions to find the next great thing because there's no there's no better billboard for athletic apparel than michael jordan 
and he changed the game in that way. It's crazy. And and I had this thought, Gordon, that Michael actually made that chew decision after he graduated college. And I thought, wow, that's how it used to work. Because now you're making that decision at 12, 13 years old. <laughs> what AAU team are you going to play for? And who's the sponsor? Who's paying to, to have that AAU team exist? Well, strangely, you follow that shoe brand to college, and then you follow that shoe brand to the NBA. Yeah, exactly. You know where uh, Damian Lillard got his intro with Adidas is at Weber State. Weber State was, I think still is, an Adidas school. Yeah, look at uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yep, with Adidas. Yep. So, so these that what? A, but that at that time was just, and all these modern athletes owe a great deal to Michael Jordan. Oh, Austin and I <laughs> made the joke before the show that if this were the mob, they'd all be kicking him ten percent. <laughs> oh my gosh! When you think about uh, the and the Jordan brand. Is as strong now as it ever has been. Yeah, it's, it's... And, and, and that's that's remarkable, and that's why when you go back to the thought of what that one guy said, Michael Jordan will be forgotten. Uh, uh, Michael jo- Jordan's will be selling long after Michael has left this earthly existence. Oh yeah, I mean he is going to be remembered for a long, long time, and that's just one aspect of it. But I, when, when I see somebody who says wears a certain shoe or something, I, I don't. The thought never crosses my mind that I want to own those shoes because that guy wears them. No, you want to own those shoes because they're trendy, and they're trendy <laughs> because that guy wears them. No. Yes. No. Fact. No. Yes. Not it at all. I I like shoes based on how they feel and how they how they look. Yeah, I want a shoe to look good because I am sort of a fashionista, as you know. And uh, uh, if I like the look and I like the way they feel, then I'm going to buy them. I'm not going to buy them because Michael Jordan wears them. There's $2.50 worth of material in those shoes, Gordon. And just because they cost $150 or whatever it is makes them, uh, you know, stylistic. It makes them trendy. No, well, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they are. Or you like the way they perform. Perform. You know? I remember when you bought Lonzo Ball's shoe. Come on. <laughs> my, here's the funny thing about it is all my daughters who are athletes all have Jordans. They all have Jordans. Most of them have multiple pair. So, I mean, it's, it's affecting generation after generation of this, and I, I don't see it slowing down really. I, mean, I don't either because they but but they it's have not capitalized on trends like yeah, but different strokes for different companies. folks. I mean they I think they like them because they get a lot of I mean when they wear it's like me I, even when I wear my J's people come up and say nice shoes man I love those shoes not that I'm looking for that I like the way they feel it's kind of like, like the car I drive False. I like the way they wear I like the way they feel on my foot I don't wear them because I want people to come up to me and say hey nice shoes in fact I don't want people to come up to me I, I don't want uh, you know you know we can uh, we can all see right through this right what <laughs> what do you mean don't act surprised if we blindfolded you and put a, a Jordan on you and then a nondescript shoe on you could you tell the difference um 
That I don't know, but it's not I just. I thought it was about they, feel. Yeah. It's not just about the way they feel. I like the way they look. Ah. Yeah. I like the way they f- are for me. I don't buy shoes for anyone else. Now, my daughters, it might be a different story because they, they like the, they probably like the attention they get when they wear them because everybody loves those shoes. Now, I wait. That's not my fault. Here's what you, I want you to do I want you to take a magic marker and just <laughs> black out the logo on there. You can't block out the logo. It's uh, it's all over the shoe, isn't right? It? Yeah, but it's like the Porsche logo. Is is that going to change the way that they feel and the comfort would, and the why, way that why, they perform? Why why would you do that? To prove why would you, why to, would you mark prove, up the shoe if you like the way the shoe looks? To prove to Austin and me that you are not <laughs> pretentious. Oh, brother! Come on, don't compliment yourself as being as that important. I mean, it doesn't. What what difference does it make? If I'm I like Gordon this, Monsi. if I like the shoe, I wear the shoe. If I like the, but why do I like it? Not to get attention. I like it because it looks good or feels good. It's the same or, reason or, you won't pry the hood ornament off the Ferrari and put a <laughs> put a just normal everyday car brand on there. Yeah, but see, if you even if you did that, people would know the car. You know, it doesn't really matter. You know, but that, that's not the purpose behind purchasing it then take the engine and put it inside a civic or whatever great point great point. then they won't know right you'll know what you seem to fail to understand is that it's more than the engine it's the engineering and the what car. it looks like yeah no well and i mean yeah which for me, other people can see how would they go, know it's a ferrari look at that rich guy right Exactly. He's got four hundred dollars shoes on. The, the more you guys talk about this, the more you reveal about yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that's important to you. I, I don't just because it's important to you doesn't mean it's important to me. You you called your shoes your J's in this yep. very segment. Yes, I did. Yeah. So what's as my, in I, MJ's, my J's? As in they're, they're J's. Jordan, short for Jordan, and everybody needs to know that. Well, I was just and, participating and not, not only in the that, conversation. They have to know that you're hip enough to call them by a nickname, not even their real name. <laughs> I mean, this is... <laughs> and really, you should have called them your ones. <laughs> Why? Well, aren't they, aren't not they ones. Jordan ones? Oh, I thought uh-uh. they were. No, I oh, got... So you shouldn't know that. Actually, either. actually, I do have a pair of Jordan ones. Oh. But, uh, but no, um. the ones I was thinking of, the three... I got, but and the, and the reason I got those, someone gave me those as a gift because I had them when they originally came out, and and uh, it brings back fond memories of the stage in life I was with my kids being young, and we have a picture of my my second daughter Erin. She's wearing the shoes. She's wearing my shoes when she's like uh, three years old or something, and uh, and it brings back fond memories to me. Been chasing trends for a while now. No, I just like the shoes. Oh, okay. You know, but anyway, I, but as far as celebrities uh, uh, endorsing a shoe or pushing a shoe or that, that never really has mattered to me. What matters to me is the way they look, the way they feel, the way they wear, and the way they perform. Although these days, I'm not as concerned about that because I'm not out. Uh, I'm not out, you know, uh, playing quite as many sports as I once did. Mm-hmm. Because at that time, I was all about performance, you know. Got it. 
All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. You guys are we'll, so we'll, freaking vain. We'll find out so what kind image of, conscious. Find out what kind of pants Gordon wore in the 80s. <laughs> coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Man, big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to uh, our good friend Tim Lacombe coming up top of the 3 o'clock hour, of course, uh, former BYU coach, and uh, he does uh, jazz pre-half and post-game with us. Chris Mannix at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, and Mark Eaton at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, curious to, uh, to get Mark's take on the last dance, Gordon, and what's going on and uh, how he's viewing it. Yeah, I'm sure he has some thoughts. Uh Seeing that he was, well, he has actually made an appearance in the initial episode, I believe, wasn't it? Or was it the first or second? I don't know where they asked him a question. Well, we'll uh, it'll be fun to talk to uh, to Mark. I'm sure that everybody who participated in the league in and around this time has got to find this uh, fairly fascinating. I mean, even looking to, right down, uh, Gordon, to that um, scrimmage they had in Monte Carlo for the Dream uh, yeah. Team where the, those, what was it, 12 players? Imagine those 12 legends, with the exception of Christian Leitner, going full bore, head-to-head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Head. Oh, man. I, could you imagine being the fl- a fly on the wall and they're actually trying? I mean, this isn't like the All-Star game where it's just a, you know, a, a love fest where these guys are taking it personal and going toe to toe. I would say if you're going to watch just one episode of this so far, it'd be episode five. That might be it. There was yeah. so much in that one. There was a lot in that one. That was that but, was really good. And then he took over the game at the end, didn't he score yeah. like 10 or 12 straight points or Barkley something? and Magic were rubbing it in. And then yeah. so Jordan uh, Magic talked about how he just looked down for a minute. Next thing you know, they were down four. Yeah. Have you seen him miss a shot yet in this series? No. We were joking about that before the show, too, that, I mean, you know, MJ was great. But have they showed a missed shot? <laughs> have they have they showed any of that? I mean, this, this truly, uh, when it boils right down to it, is Michael Jordan saying, I was better and still am than everybody else. <laughs> they, they did show one missed free throw in either episode one or one two. One or two, yeah. that's right. Because oh, it was he? in a playoff yes. series, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he was supposed to be benched. Remember. But in that That's series right. they talked about last night against New York, in one game he's three eighteen. Yeah, but you uh, saw the three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All three of them, six times each. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That is uh, that is a point of emphasis in this. Is and a lot of people are speculate that that's the reason that he agreed to do it in the first place was because LeBron won the championship and everyone was singing his praises, including LeBron. (laughs) Right. (laughs) How great he was and all this. And then suddenly Jordan decides, maybe I will do this just to remind everybody. Yeah, let's let's not forget that in the 97-98 year, uh, Jordan took 23 shots a game and uh, shot 46.5% from the field and 23.8% from three. Oof. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let, the, the, let's the not three, pretend that Mike didn't miss a few. 
But the uh, three point day. the three point percentages I think are a little skewed because back then it just wasn't emphasized the way it is today. He, he took one and a half a game that year. Yeah. And his career high was actually the year before he took three point six per game and he made thirty seven point four percent that year. That that shows you the power of the imagination to begin with, because when you stretch uh, something that doesn't seem achievable to the point where it's where it is achievable and not just achievable but expected. That's what's happened in the modern NBA with those long perimeter shots. Yep. Now it's different uh, world. Back back then they didn't even think that way, you know. So it wouldn't. If you took Michael, jo- if you took a young Michael Jordan into the gym and said, "Okay, I want you to launch two hundred three point shots a day," uh, something tells me he would hit. Uh, a percentage or two higher than what he did. Well, yeah, it's just different. I mean, how many guards do you see you utilize the post game like Michael Jordan did? Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. know, that's that's a rarity. In fact, speaking of Tim Lacombe, who's uh, who's coming up next, he thought that that was uh, something the Jazz could use uh, specifically. I think he he was uh, thought Bogdanovich or. Uh, Maybe it was Donovan. Anyway, we can talk to him about the the evolution of the game. He's a good person to to talk to because, of course, he was back around those Rick Majerus teams, Gordon, that uh, um, let's just say they weren't uh, given the green light to just go ahead and fire away. No, no. And uh, that's kind of the way the Jazz were were built, too. I mean, Jerry didn't uh, have a love affair going with the three-point shot. Although he did say, hey, I don't have anything against, uh, go ahead and take them, but if you take them, make them. Well, and and Tim was on Dave Rose's staff, which had a player who had the ultimate green light in Jimmer Fredette. So he's Mm kind of, he's been uh, a part of both sides of the spectrum. All right, we'll get to Tim coming up next. Stay tuned. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hello, I'm Al. 